all right welcome to the real angelo show i am angelo your host your talking person i want to thank you for joining me again tonight today we have let's see what is it it is march 30th 2022 i am broadcasting from my car i do that because it is what relaxes me i go for a long drive and i can talk um and boy, do I got a lot of shit to talk about today. Uh, let me see. Let me start with bullshit. All right. The bullshit is Will Smith. Um, I don't know what to say about this guy. Like, you don't beat the shit out of a guy for fucking your wife and smacking her in the face with his, with his balls. But you go up and smack a, a fellow, you know, star because he makes a joke about her haircut. And then you want to be all like, well, because she got alopecia. Well, she got tons of fucking money. I think you guys are worth a couple hundred million dollars collectively, if not more. Um, she can easily get a hair transplant. I did. I ain't worth nowhere near a couple hundred million dollars. Fuck, I ain't even worth a couple million dollars. Um, so she can get a fucking hair transplant. It's not like it's only for men. I know women that do it too. So, I mean, I don't know them, but when I went for mine, they showed me how women do it too. But, uh, yeah, it, it, I, I don't get all that. There's nothing that you can tell me that warrants a man coming up, slapping another man because he's making a joke and you guys are entertainers and you know this is a comedian. You know, I've, I've been to comedy shows and, and I've had comedians come at me because, you know, at the time I guess I was a little fatter than I should have been or maybe I laughed a little, you know, it's part of the thing. It's no big deal. You know, I didn't get mad about it. I thought it was funny. Shit the guy said about me was funny. It's like when you go to the fair and they got the clown in the in the water tank. You try and knock him down. He's talking shit to you. You know, um, I can tell you this on a braggadocious point. There has never been a time that I've done that, that I haven't knocked a fucking clown in the water. But it's not like I've always done it on the first try. It's sometimes take me two tries. Sometimes take me ten tries. Um, I'm that idiot that'll keep trying until I do it. Thankfully, I have a very good aim. I, you know, play quarterback. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty good at throwing shit at people. So, um, yeah, uh, it's like going to the fair and they talk shit and then you want to go fight the clown. No, you're there. It's entertainment, whatever. So, I think Will, Will Smith's a fucking asshole. He's a fucking piece of shit for doing that. Um, if you ain't gonna whoop a motherfucker's ass for fucking your wife, then I don't want to hear shit about it. Getting mad because the dude says she bitch got short hair, you know? And she's ugly. At least he didn't say she's ugly. I think the bitch is ugly. She must have some kind of witchcraft power or some fucking outrageous pussy to deal with her stupidity. And uh, Chris Rock, I, you know, everyone's be like, oh, he handled himself well. Fuck that. Don't let a man slap you in the face. He should have fucking cracked his ass with something, man. When he was walking away, he should have run behind him, jumped on him, and choked him the fuck out. All right? And nobody would have said shit. But, you know, I I guess if you're an adult, you're supposed to take a smack. But I am 49 years old. A dude smacks me in the face. Nah. We got principle alone. Even if I'm going to get my ass beat, I got to go at him. I got to give him something, you know, we got to, you know, I don't, I got to bite him at least, Christ, you know, it's a funny thing, my wife and I always talk, and I tell her if, uh, 
it sucks for her because whoever she would leave me for, you know, I'm going to whoop his ass. And if I can't whoop his ass, I'll bite him. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Chris Rock should have fucking done something. But whatever you know that's him that's not me i'm not going to give any more life to that i think it's fucking stupidity um if you go on a on a like a conspiracy theory thing it's because the the war in ukraine is losing steam and covid apparently disappeared but they're trying to bring it back now so they they had to have the dims had to have uh, will smith do something to to make up some news for them to get get the focus off of biden's fucking stupid ass let me tell you this. I feel sorry for him. Okay? I feel sorry for him. I don't think that it's his fault that he's a fucking moron. Um, I think that, you know, I've said it before. I think that they just put him in there and he's just happy to be president. He's like, yippee, look at me, you know. But whatever. I'm not going to get into that shit. He's just a fucking idiot. Um, you know, you might not like Trump, but goddamn, at least we had a great economy. At least everything was going good. Um, you know, gas prices. Well, I just filled my tank up today. And what I do now so I don't feel so bad is I fill my, when my tank is at like a quarter full, sometimes even half, I go fill my tank up. That way I don't feel like I'm getting fucked at the prices at the gas tank. You know, like today my gas was only $85 because I had a quarter tank. <laughs> and um, let me tell you, you know, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've heard this in the past. I drive a Mercedes AMG E43. It's a four-door uh, sedan. Yeah, the engine is bi-turbo, you know, souped-up engine, all that shit. It's very, very fast. But still, it's an 18-gallon or 19 gallon tank, I forgot which one, 18 or 19 gallon. And it takes more than a hundred bucks to fill that son bitch up. And it's ridiculous. Um, but hey, that's where we're at now, you know, what can you do? Hopefully uh, things go back after the midterms. But um, so let's talk on some other things. Uh, man, there's so much that I wanna talk about, but I gotta watch the way I talk I don't want to get in trouble with things. Um, let's just let's talk about life. Let's talk about you and me. Wait, no. <laughs> You're not going to hear me sing. So, the biggest heartbreak a man could ever have is falling in love with a woman who doesn't love him. Um, I have dealt with that in the past. It's not fun. I know someone that's dealing with it now. It's it's not fun for them. And um, oh, you heard some idiot in the car just next to me. Just, anyway, uh, that is the worst kind of heartbreak is to love someone who doesn't love you. It doesn't even give a shit about you. And uh, I can tell you that through my many 49 years, I've I've been in relationships pretty much from, I guess, 15, 16 years old up until now. You know, I'm married now. Um, I've developed a very thick skin. Uh, let's say a woman makes me jealous or, you know, hurts me or something. I will act like it doesn't bother me. I will keep all of that inside and, um, you know, just act like everything's straight. I've learned to do that because... I know that, you know, 
crying to a woman or, or, you know, like, oh, please, let's work it out. Or, oh, you know, that's never going to work. And then if you threaten a woman, that sure shit's never going to work. You can't threaten a woman. You can't ever be like, you know, I'm going to do this if you don't do Then you're not, you're stealing the pussy if you get it. You know, you're not, you're not earning the pussy. And I'm a firm believer of earning the pussy. You know, um, when I was a little younger, before I was married, I'm a firm believer of you can't earn the pussy, but you can get it by paying. Pay for the pussy. Fuck it. Everybody pays for pussy to begin with. You know, yeah, guys were oh, I never paid for pussy. Bullshit. You took a bitch out, bought her dinner, took her to the movies. You bought her gifts. She did any, any, every guy pays for pussy, whether they pay for it up front or they pay for it over time. Come on. You get a nice car so you can get some pussy. Boom, you're paying for pussy. You get you a nice house so you can get some pussy. Paying for pussy. You get you a good job so you can have enough money to go out and get some pussy. Everybody pays for pussy. I've paid for pussy. I tell motherfuckers, I don't give a shit. It depends on how I feel. When I was single, if I felt like putting in time on a girl, I put in time. Even if she was a stripper, because if any of you guys know me, I've been around the stripper world since I'm 19 years old. Uh, whether it being a, a doorman, a DJ, a bartender, a manager, assistant manager, um, part owner. And I've been in the titty bar. Well, they call it strip club now. The strip club business on and off since I was 18. I got out of it roughly at about 30. Uh, maybe, yeah, then in and out uh, before I got married in a different capacity of it up until I was like 37. So I will tell you this. If I, if I felt like putting in work and talking to the girl, getting to know her, trying, you know, getting buddy referrals from friends, then I'll put in the work. But if I am just looking at the girl and I'm like, man, she's fucking hot. I just want to fuck her. And I know she'll fucking take money for pussy. Boom. How much? Here you go. You know, and I'm not one of them cheap sons of bitches that would fucking negotiate. Now, I'll tell you this: broad comes out with a super high fucking price. No, 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 no. Let me go back to talking you into some free pussy for me. But um, you know, I, I've paid as much as I'll tell you this: but I paid as much as a thousand dollars for a piece of pussy. You know, I mean, not anytime recently. So if, if you go by inflation and in the economy, that thousand dollars back then, back in uh, what was it? 2008? No, no, I was in prison 2008. Let's call it 2009, 2010. Call that $1,000. That's about $1,800, $2,000 right now on inflation prices. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, every guy pays for pussy. It's just the way it is, you know. And it's funny because I, um, I rarely go on Facebook. I go, I go and read sometimes, but then it gets so fucking negative. Everybody on Facebook's just bitch and pissing and moan about their fucking problems. It's like, oh, Christ, get a friend, you know? Um, but I remember a buddy of mine that I, well, he's not really a buddy. It's a guy I went to high school with. Um, I know. I don't believe we ever hung out in high school. I think we had some classes together, but a nice guy. Uh, he's going through some shit. And so I put on a post about, you know, um, <clears throat> Take your ass to a titty bar. Fuck your way out of, of uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, fuck your way out of the problem that you're dealing. And one of the guys that actually was a buddy of mine that we used to hang out. Shit, he used to fuck my cousin. But uh, he got on there trying with the holier than thou. But I ain't, 
you know, gotta be no pretty boy praying for pussy, bro. Because when you talk like that, in my mind, you have that hillbilly accent. But, um, I had to put him in his fucking place, but then he was like, yeah, it's just not my... Uh, I forgot what he says. It's not his bag of tea or something. I don't know. He said some fucking weird shit. And I got nothing against him. Everybody's entitled to their opinion and their thoughts and everything. But, motherfucker, you pay for pussy. Whether you pay for it outright, you hand the broad some money, or you're doing things to attract women. And, you know, nobody's just out there like, oh, look at me. I'm not doing anything. I'm, you know, I'm riding a fucking bicycle, but I'm pretty. Well, even if you're pretty, you took care of yourself. Why? To get some pussy. Now, if you hear me talking weird now, I got the fucking hiccups for some reason. But uh, <clears throat> let me uh, let me drink some water, clear my throat. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know why I got the fucking hiccups. So my voice probably sounds different today. Um, anyway, let's get back. So this guy, he, he's like talking all this holier than thou shit. So I had to put him in his fucking place because when he said the old pretty boy shit, now am I a pretty boy? No. Not at all. I look at myself and I'm like, what the fuck happened? But when I was younger, People always used to say, oh, you fucking pretty boy, this and that. Why? I took care of myself. Um, my skin was always good. I always, you know, had a nice haircut. When I had long hair, it was always styled. Um, and I was an attractive man. You know, I, 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 can, I can brag about that. I can tell you that there has never been a time in my life that I've gone after a woman that I haven't been able to get her. And I mean, even not having to pay for it. <laughs> when I put my mind to it. I went after a woman, I would get them. And that's just, you know, I could attribute that to the good genes that I got from my mom. My mom was, well, my mom is a pretty woman now. I mean, she's older, 70, but um, when she was younger, my mom was considered outrageously hot in the 70s and 80s. Guys, I can tell you, I remember um, getting in fight with men getting in fights with men when I was like six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old because they'd look at my mom and I'd go up and I'd kick them. I'd be like, don't look at my mom and they'd be like, what the fuck? And, um, but I was, I was really protective of my mom. She, you know, she had big boobs, blonde hair, you know, very curvy figure. The thing that was, that was fashionable back then. Here, here's some nasty shit about my mom. Um, she used to walk around me fucking naked up until I was like 10 years old. And I just thought that was normal. I didn't walk around naked, but she did. And I never thought anything of it. It's not like I looked at her in a sexual manner or anything. I was just like, okay, my mom walks around naked. And then her friends who were around her age would come over. They walk around naked too. A bunch of naked hoes around me. And uh, it's funny because back in the 70s and 80s, hairy pussy was in. But my mom's always shaved. <laughs> so now, if you guys know my mom and you look at her, 70-year-old broad, I bet you she got a silky smooth twat. <laughs> put that in your mind. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I won't put my mom's business out there, but yeah, she used to walk around naked. It's fucking weird. Hey, Cuban and Mexican restaurant. I want to go there. Sorry. Tourette's. Um, or ADD. Uh... I told you guys I'm driving around, so it's just like me looking at things. But, um, so anyway, yeah, that, that thing. Oh, almost fucking smashed into this bus that's just parked on the side of the road. Isn't that fucking nice? No driving fucking assholes. Anyway, as you know, I lose my mind sometimes. I forget what I'm talking about, so 
Oh, paying for pussy. All right, we're done with talking about paying for pussy. Everyone's done it. Uh, anyone says they haven't done it, then they ain't ever had no pussy. Plain and simple. Um, but uh, heartbreak, that's something. Nobody likes a heartbreak. Nobody, I can tell you the worst thing that I like about me is that if I want somebody in my life and I can't have them, it fucking frustrates me. Because, you know, I'm not a guy that's going to like try to trick them or anything. It's, I'm very straightforward. If anyone who knows me, listens to this, knows me personally, you know that I just said, I tell you what's on my mind. I tell you how I am. Even if it's a, a relationship, I don't beat around the bush. I say, hey, this is what I want. This is what I like. Let's do it. Um, I remember in the past that there was a woman that I really liked and, and, you know, we, we, you know, we fucked a lot. Um, but I was just a fuck toy to her, you know, like I mean, it's a long time ago. So it, it's, you know, obviously before I was married and everything, but, uh, actually I think it was before I was married the first time, but, um, I was thinking about that because uh, I, I got some personal things going on in my life that have me reflecting and thinking and stuff. But I was thinking about that woman that it started off just we were having sex, you know, hanging out, having fun, whatever. And then we both kind of caught some feelings. But women are so much better at not showing feelings or just pushing them away and everything. Me, I was always like, you know, hey, let's do this. Let's, you know, can we hang out? Can we do this? And then I found myself like begging. And it was like, I can't do that. Even though we'd hang out and we'd fuck and stuff. I just found myself like it was one-sided. Like I would tell her, you know, uh, you know, I really care for you and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And uh, she would just look at me and I would just be like, wow. You know, and, and. I remember one time she basically said to me, hey, you know, we have fun when we have sex and stuff like that, but but that's it. And I felt so fucking used. I was like, oh my God, is this how women feel when guys just fuck them? And like, I was a booty call. I was a fucking booty call, man. I was just like, what the fuck? And um, it's weird. So it's uh I, I was thinking about that because of some things that are going on in my life now i was thinking about how i act and how i react to things and trying to find out how i can be a better man and a better person like being personable because i'm people will tell you that i am very quiet emotionally i'm very either cold or angry those are my two emotions i have no emotion or i have extreme anger and um, I guess that's a bad thing. But uh, I, was, I was reflecting about that. So if you're a woman out there, don't use guys as a booty call, man. Hurts our feelings. <laughs> but uh, hey, man, wife ever leaves me, I'd look for a booty call now. I'd be like, let me be your booty call. And then the girl would be like, you're fucking 50, bro. No. It sucks. I'll tell you, it, it sucks getting old. Man, I don't feel old. I feel like I'm, let's say, 32. You know, like my mind feels like I'm in my early 30s. My body feels its age. Cause, well, actually, you know what? No, I've been I've been training a lot harder lately and and doing some different exercises and stuff. So I actually feel, eh, I'm gonna say 38, maybe 40. I don't feel 49. 
but I'm trying to get back to, to feeling like I did when I was in my 20s when I could just do whatever um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah I don't feel old in my brain but I look old my face like I'm going to do Botox sometime next week probably um, but because of you know I have a high you know I have a, a lot of bills and, and obligations I can't just I can't self I can't consciously just go piss away seven eight hundred bucks on something that's gonna last three or four months and um, you know it's like a, I I'm one of those weirdos that I think that money can be used elsewhere to grow um, but then I look my, look at myself in the mirror and I'm like Christ I got these lines on my forehead now um, you know I just look older and it's really weird and this fucking guy riding his bike in the middle of the street wants to get run over if he knows that I'll fucking run his ass over. I don't give a shit. Right in the goddamn middle of the street like an idiot. <clears throat> anyway. So, yeah, getting old sucks. I don't like looking old. Um, I don't feel old, which is weird because if I were to go hang out with, like, people... Like, my wife's 31. So if I could go hang out with people 31, I'd probably get along and everything, but, you know, I'm 49. Don't have much in common. There's not much to talk about. Because, like, for instance, I tell my wife whenever we, you know, she questions me about things. It's like, you know, I had a whole fucking life. A whole life before you were even born. Like, I was out of high school before you were born. And then before you came to the United States, I think she came here when she was like four or five. You know, I had, was already working in strip clubs. already had, you know, life experiences and stuff. And, and before she was an adult... I had already been married <laughs> and had a child, um, <clears throat> which is weird, right? But um, before my wife was an adult, I had already been married and had a child. But uh, I'll tell you this, her and I have our differences. We, you know, just like any marriage, whatever, couple, fucking argue, fight, get on each other's nerves. She is my best friend. She's the only woman that I've ever trusted 100%. And what I mean by that, there's women that I've trusted, you know, with finances. There's, you know, things that I've trusted, like, sexually. Like, they're not going to give me a disease. Um, but my wife <coughs> is the only woman that I've trusted that would not embarrass me. And would not um, make me look less of a man. You know, there's women out there that, you know, they, they sneak around behind their husband's back. There's women out there that do that for money, you know. Um, they go and get paid to fuck other guys. Sometimes the husbands know about it. Sometimes they don't, you know. But can you imagine? I've been embarrassed like that. My first wife, I'll put it out there because I don't particularly care for her. My first wife, when we were in the music industry, um... I don't know if you know this, I I had a little stint in the music business, and my first wife, very attractive woman, could dance very well, couldn't sing that well, but with auto-tune and everything, she came out singing okay. Um, you know, a couple couple uh, singles out there, a couple little things I get residuals for here and there, not much. Um, but... I was setting it up for, at the time, she was going to have two major producers. Two, When I say major, I mean these guys are worth 
well, one of them's worth a couple hundred million. The other one, I think, snorted everything away. But um, they were worth a, a they were the shit when we were doing this back in 2006. And I had everything set up. And if the one producer would have just done the two tracks, she would be rich for the rest of her life, and I would be taken care of for the rest of my life just from the residuals from those two things. Because these are producers that they everything they touched at that time was out there was gold and I because of my connections in Miami and people knowing me from everything I was able to get them to agree to do tracks at a very very good price like the one guy who normally charged two three hundred thousand plus points was gonna do a track for me for 50 grand and I you know I'm good at what I do and the talking and everything so I was able to convince him to do that but the kicker is my ex-wife decided to fuck that guy's road manager. So what that did was fuck everything up. It pretty much just, you know, made everything bullshit. And, um, so we didn't really make any money from that. She just embarrassed me um, because at the time they didn't know she was my wife. So uh, when they found out she was my wife, it was just like, what the fuck? You know? But it is what it is. What can you do? What can you say? All right? So, my wife now has never embarrassed me, and I appreciate that tremendously. She's a good woman. So, if she ever leaves me, whomever she gets with next, I'm co-signing for a good woman. Now, not that she's going to leave me. I hope not. That would fucking suck. But, whatever. It is what it is. Life changes, people change, you never know. Man, I'm sounding kind of down. Let's hype it up. Let's talk about some cool shit. We're at 26 minutes, and I've been just babbling on about bullshit, Will Smith, and fucking relationships and all that. Let's talk about Ultra Music Festival. I don't get it. If you don't know what that is, that's some music festival down here in Miami. Uh, A bunch of people go to it. A bunch of fine bitches go to it, too. I guess it's a bunch of DJs that play. I've never been to it. Uh, The people that started it, that are the promoters and the organizers and everything, they are the sons of a family friend. Uh, They started this, like, I guess... It's fun, and now they're like multi-millionaires from it, so good for them. I won't say their names, but their father, um, big-time dude down here, and uh, is a friend of the family. I, he and I were real cool at one point. I haven't talked to him in years, but uh, that thing's weird. It draws a lot of weird people, causes a lot of traffic, and um, I'm not a big fan of it, but I've never been, so maybe I should go and see instead of just talking shit, right? Right. Anyway. So that's it on that. Um, 
kind of at a loss for things to talk about because so much shit's happened and I forgot about a bunch of things. <gasps> racism. Should we talk about racism? Right. Black people being extremely fucking racist to white people? Now, everyone thinks white people are racist. Or, not all white people, but they think that, you know, there's like a hidden racism inside white people. And I can tell you this, when I go to like all white places, I feel extremely uncomfortable. I don't know why that is, because like my mom is white, like from Illinois white. Uh, I believe she is English, German, and Irish. Like she, and her father had like some uh, Native American in him. So she, she's a mix of everything, but she's fucking white. Like fair skin, green eyes, blonde hair, everything. Me, my biological father was 100% Italian from Italy. So I am half Italian, half whatever the hell my mom is. But I look like a white dude. I'm 6'1", light hair, light skin, uh, my eyes, I think they're brownish, but a lot of people say they're hazel, depends I guess on color or something, but uh, anyway, when I go around white people, like the white, 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 white things, I get extremely uncomfortable because I know the little, I guess they call them dog whistle things, I, I know when white people are saying certain things being racist, and it makes me uncomfortable. And it's weird because some people will say, oh, you're racist because, you know, you do this or this or this. But I'm not. I am fair and I'm open about stuff and I'll call people out. I don't care what color they are. I don't care what they do. I'll, I'll call a motherfucker out quick. But um, I uh, I get uncomfortable when I'm around, like, white, white people. Like, the, the wife and I, one time, we were thinking of moving to Georgia. So we flew up there. Um to look at a place outside of Alpharetta in a place called Ball Ground. Beautiful, big, giant house until you got inside. From the outside, it looked like a palace. And then the inside, it was really fucking weird. But um, it was a great deal, man. You got like three acres of land or five acres of land, I think it was, up on a hill. Um, half the land was just a big-ass forest. And it was like 500 grand for the whole thing. The house down here would be like six, seven million dollars. So we were thinking about that. And what turned me off on it is after we saw the house and everything, we're like, okay, you know, we probably get the house for 450, remodel it for another hundred thousand, you know, put another two hundred thousand to to grade out the land to, to you know clear out some of the forestry to make um, you know a basketball court and everything for me. But then we were at the hotel and we went to the hotel bar and, and all these white people were there. And the bartender happened to be a black dude. Nice dude. I think he was gay, but he was, you know, I don't care about that. He's a nice dude. And the white people are outrageously racist. You know, like one of the guys was like, yeah, you know, I parked my truck over here, boy, and I, I was going, there, my boy is dark. Man, is dark there. And I knew what he was saying. Like, there's a lot of black people, and it's just like, dude, you know, you got to make it so emphasizing on that. Like, just, so... I kind of killed that idea of us moving to Georgia. One, because I'm from Florida and Florida people aren't really cool with Georgia's kind of things. But um, my wife, who is Cuban, like full-blown Cuban, born in Cuba, everything, and she's darker. Like, she's not black, but she's darker. She has, she has what I call the great tan, like natural, beautiful tan. Um, I tried to explain to her, like, may think it's cool and everything but you're gonna get treated a different way up here because they're not gonna look at you as white you know and um, 
thankfully she just didn't like that we'd have to do a whole bunch of shit to the house so she didn't want us to move and we didn't but um, so that's my white people racism thing what I can't stand is black people being racist to white people because it's like you you can't really say that you're inclusive or want you know it just doesn't make sense when you try to like talk down to any race and I remember um, not that I remember, I was reading some posts the other day uh, after the the Will Smith thing and all that. And one of the people was like, you know, it's a black person, you can tell by the profile and what they said, was like, we need our own separate thing from everybody so they understand us. And it's just like, it's called segregation. They tried it, it didn't quite work. And I blame the media because I think the media pushes this kind of shit because the black people that I know, they don't think like that. And I, it's hard for me to think that I just got lucky in life and I got the good black friends, you know? I think the media pushes like the negative narrative of, of every race. Um, and people will be like, well, CNN doesn't do that. They fucking do it more than anybody. They point out racial stuff more than anybody. Fox News, I, I they cater to the white man, I guess. I mean, I, I'll just say that. I, I, I don't trust either one of them. I mean, I am a, I've said it before, I'm a registered Republican. Um, very few Democrats do I get along with just because they aren't as inclusive as they think. If you don't think like, or as they say, if you don't think like them and talk like them and act like them, they shun you and treat you like shit. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, let's, let's just all try to get along, man, you know? Um, it was one funny thing my wife brought up the other day about how black people try to intimidate white guys. And she's seen that that doesn't work with me. Because we, I mean, one time we were on South Beach during Memorial Day weekend where we forgot it was Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> and if you live in Miami, you know what I'm talking about. So they had this like black militant thing going on where they were just talking shit about white people. And I was standing there just watching and my wife saw me and she saw me she saw that look of me getting agitated because I've never owned slaves I don't believe anyone in my family ever did I treat everybody equally so I don't like being lumped in with any kind of bullshit that happened a long time ago when I wasn't alive or you know my ancestors weren't in the country but um, I was very agitated with that shit and uh, my wife knows that I don't play that. It'd have been them three black dudes and me, and we'd had some fun. And like I tell anybody, I used to fight a lot, and I didn't lose. You know, anybody you listening, you think back, you knew me when I was young. Try to think whenever I lost a fight, didn't happen. And think about whenever you heard about me getting in a fight, it was a lot. Um, and people may think I'm stupid for saying that, or I'm immature, or whatever, but. Hey, when you're old, you got to hold on to something, man. Al Bundy had his three touchdowns in one game. <laughs> now, you got to be old to know what I'm talking about with that. And if you don't know, it's married with children. Al Bundy, uh, shoe salesman, you know, life was pretty much over for him. And he would always talk about his three touchdowns in one game. But uh, anyway, my thing was I was always a good fighter. I'd get in a fight. And 
and it'd be funny because people would think that they would be winning because they'd be hitting me in the face and they didn't realize I had to get a couple hits in the face to get pissed off because I knew that I'd have a busted lip or something and I'd have to deal with that and that's what I used to have all my anger come out and then I would just annihilate people fucking annihilate them one time I got in a fight with this dude and um, he probably had to have about 40 stitches in his face that's nothing to brag about unless you know that the guy was a fucking complete dick. And he hit me first, so anyway. That's that. Let's get off the racism shit. Let's get to some happy stuff. So I am starting a new business venture and I think it is going to be very profitable. I am never gonna tell anybody what it is. You will just see it one day once it's profitable because I am a firm believer that if you talk about something before it is working you'll sabotage yourself so I think it'll be great I think there'll be a lot of money involved in it um, and I hope it goes well my wife on the other hand is trying to pet me out um, she thinks because I am good at speaking and I have no problem talking in front of people that she can get me uh, commercials so she submitted a headshot of me and my social media and everything to somebody for a commercial to where I would play a doctor. <clears throat> so, I wonder what kind of doctor I'd be playing. Be like, a gynecologist doctor? Be like, does your pussy hurt? Come over here and let me look at it. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. I think it would be funny because I think it's Morgan Freeman didn't start acting until he was about my age. Now he's like 80. But, you know, I, shit, it would be, fuck, I would find it fucking hilarious. Oh, I guess nobody won the lotto, because it went from 194 to 206. <laughs> anyway, so, what was I saying? I think it would be fucking hilarious if I, if my wife got me a job in a commercial, and then I got a job acting, and then I became an actor. Man, especially I'm a Republican. But I think that'd be funny, man. I became an actor at 50. I'd want to be like Liam Neeson. I'd be like, I don't give a shit that I'm old. You put me in action movies. I want to be whooping people's asses at 60. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, I like you guys listening. I hope... I, I, I want to get more listeners. I want to be able to do this on a more frequent level, uh, a more professional level, more frequent basis. Um... I really like talking. I, I want to bring people on and, and just have talking back and forth. What, what I got to do this next uh, week is actually write down my, my things I want to talk about. Because what happens is, lately I've been extremely busy and I've had all these cool things to talk about. But then I forget because I'm old. And I'm normally, like in the beginning when I would do the podcast, I would start doing the podcast right after I would think about the stuff but I've been so busy that I forget about a lot of stuff and then I draw a blank and then you got me just rambling and rambling here right now so let's talk about this I like to get my nails done I like to get my eyebrows waxed and, and uh, cut properly um, is that weird I like it I think it's cool I like my hands to be nice and it's weird because, you know, I'll work on my car, I'll lay tile, I'll, I'll do things with my hands that make them rough, whatever, but then I like to get a nice manicure, make my nails look pretty. You know, no, I don't polish my nails or anything. I have them do the, uh, 
is it called? It's a polish, but they don't paint anything on it. They, they just rub this thing on your nails and make, make some really shiny. But uh, I forgot what it's called. I'm getting old. But um, holy shit, we're at 40 minutes on this one. 40 minutes on the podcast, and I didn't talk about shit. So I'm going to... Eh, I'm gonna go for a little bit more because I'm driving and then if I stop the podcast I gotta fucking pause it and put the music behind it and then publish it and blah 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 So let's talk about what what do you guys want to talk about? Oh, I can't hear you so I, can't. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'll tell you this. I'll get a little personal. I have been dealing with a lot of depression lately because I'm getting old. I don't like being old. I have come to the realization there's a lot of things that I can't do anymore that I want to do. Um, and I'm the type of person, if you take something away from me, I, I want it more. Uh, <clears throat> maybe a lot of people are like that, but I I am very stubborn. Oh, wait, I got to clear my throat. <clears throat> I'm very stubborn. When I want something, I want it. And I focus on getting it. and. And it's weird because as I've gotten older, I give up a little bit easier than I used to. And um, there is this unique situation that I want to accomplish that has been bugging the fuck out of me over the last year that I can't accomplish it. And I can't figure out how to do it. And I'm about to give up. Like I am about to be like, all right, I can't get that done. But then part of me is like, no, 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 don't give up. So anyway, if I sound different, I, I am dealing with a lot of uh, bullshit in my life, a lot of like business failure stuff, financial failure. So it's aggravating. And if you're going through that, don't start a podcast because I'm talking about it. <laughs> no, if you're going through it, man, just realize there's always going to be something positive that happens. Because even through all of this shit that I'm going through, which is a lot there's still positive things that are happening in my life every day that are giving me hope to push forward. And what I tell everybody, and when I mean everybody, what I post on social media and stuff is this, no matter what negative shit's happening in your life, you have positive things. So let me tell you this. I have negative things. I have bullshit that's going on in my life. I have, you know, financial things that are aggravating me, but I live in a big-ass, beautiful house. I have a fucking big-ass yard. I have a pool. I have four beautiful dogs that all love me. I have my boy, Mango, who is my dog that loves me more than anything. And my other dog, Pixie, she loves me. And then my wife's two dogs, which are Rufus and Luna, they love me, but they love her more. Um, I have a beautiful daughter that's in college, and she is polite. She is intelligent. Um... And she's beautiful and she's my kid, you know, and I love her. I have a wife who, though we may not get along all the time lately, she's still very respectful of me and I appreciate that and I love her. Um, I've said she's my best friend. My stepdaughter, my daughter, daughter, my second daughter is what I call her. Very smart kid. I'm very thankful for that. She can do anything in the world if she puts her mind to it. And I have a beautiful fucking car. I love my car. I literally drive my car, my dream car that I designed one day. I sat down, I designed it on Mercedes Benz, and then I got the car. I was lucky enough to be able to get that exact same car. And that's what keeps me going every day. All right? I have 
great things in my life. For all the bad stuff that I have, I have great things in my life. Now, should I lose everything and be on the street? You know what, I'll be positive that I'm still waking up every day. The good Lord see, saw fit to wake me up, all right? Um, I've been through a lot of shit in my life. You don't know this, I have been homeless in a stolen rental car that my friend rented for me so his credit card got fucked up. And we're still cool. Like we're not friends friends, but we're still cool. And I thank him, he's a great guy. If he listens to this, he'll know who he is. He's a great guy, he's got some wonderful kids and I wish him all the best. Um, I've been, you know, sleeping in that car not having anything, not having nothing to eat. Back in the 90s, they used to have this thing, uh, 39 cents hamburgers on Sunday, 49 cent cheeseburgers on Monday. I would take 10 bucks and buy as many as I could of everything, and that would be what I would eat throughout the week when I was dead ass broke. You know, when I uh, was living in the stolen rental car, I was sleeping at the beach with the windows down, all right? My, my, my day was like this. <clears throat> I'd wake up at four or five in the morning, I'd go to the gym. I would brush my teeth with her, I'd do a workout for about an hour and a half, take a shower, get ready for my day, go on job interviews, okay? Do that all fucking day. Back in the day, we didn't have the internet and stuff like this. This is roughly 1994, 95, and um, you could probably think to yourself, well, damn, how did you get homeless this is now with the titty bar stuff? Well, I'll give you a, a brief backstory. Um, I was managing a titty bar, but then I met this girl that I really liked. She wasn't into that lifestyle. She didn't want me to do that. And I was looking for other jobs. And I got another job working, um, selling cell phones, which in 1994 was an extremely hard fucking job. <laughs> And um, nobody wanted cell phones back then. They had pay phones on every corner. So her and I had a fallout, and it wasn't her fault, it was all my fault. And everything was in her name. My car, the apartment, everything. She took everything. And I lost my job and everything, whatever, and I asked my buddy if he could rent me a car so I could do it, and he did. And I fucked him over on that because I didn't pay the car because I didn't have a job. And I feel bad for that, and I've apologized to him, but I still feel bad about that. Um, he eventually didn't have to pay for things because, ironically, I was arrested for, for that. So he was considered a victim and didn't have to pay for that stuff. Um, but anyway, so I would go to the gym, like I said, get my day in order, you know, to work out, take a shower, brush my teeth, get dressed, whatever. Had a locker there, so I, I literally kept most of my stuff in that locker. Um, back then, they didn't make you clear out the locker at night. You could actually have the locker forever. And um, so I would go on job interviews. After that, come 5 o'clock, i go back to the gym. I'd sit there and I'd relax, uh, get a workout in, take a shower, watch TV in the lounge. Um, it's funny because I, the gym, it wasn't like these other gyms. I was a member of the downtown athletic club. And before I ran into financial problems, then I had paid for my membership in full for the year. So the downtown athletic club was cool because you had a restaurant there. You had 
the lockers, you had uh, like everything, you get a haircut, all that stuff. And nobody knew that I was a homeless guy there, pretty much. And um, they had a basketball court, so in the evening, I'd play basketball, do a workout, whatever. I'd be there till like 11 o'clock at night, then I'd take a shower. I think they closed at 11, 11.30. And when they closed, I'd already showered for the night, whatever. I got, got in my uh, stolen rental car, I went and parked at the beach, and I'd go to sleep. And that was my day till I got a job. So that went on for about a week. Then I got a job. So my day would be getting up, going to the gym, getting a workout in, taking a shower, going to my job, working till five o'clock, um, going back to the gym, playing basketball, doing another workout after that, and, and uh, what should we call it, taking a shower, leaving and sleeping. So I did that until I got my first paycheck. And then I, I rented a room at a motel that cost me like $150 a week. And my paycheck was like 300. So I did that, and then I moved, you know, and that's how I got back up on my feet. And the reason I told you guys that is because I told you, you always got to look at positive things. I could have literally been a homeless fucking guy at 22, 23 years old on the street, all right? But I refused to give up because I had positive things. The smallest thing was, hey, I had a gym membership to where I know that I can go take a shower, brush my teeth and everything, you know, to get a workout in and, and, um, Nobody knew the bullshit that I was going through in life. But uh, so if you have negative things going on in your life, just look for something positive, one positive thing. All right. And I promise you, if you just grab onto that positive thing and let it pull you into the positive spectrum. So that's why now, even though I have all this negative stuff going on in my life, and a lot of things are failing for me and a lot of things are, you know, causing me some money problems and, and you know, not really problems at the house. My wife's very understanding. She's not really suffering anything. So, you know, there, there's not like, it's not like I'm broken and, and everything, but there's things that are really negative, but I see positive stuff on the horizon. So I keep going towards that. And I ask you to do the same if you have anything negative in your life. So that's my PSA. And if you don't know what that means, public service announcement. <laughs> anyway, we're at 50 minutes. I think this is probably the longest podcast I've done. I'm not sure. Um, I'll have to look before I post it, but I want to thank you guys for listening. Tell your friends, share my uh, podcast on your social media. Let's get a bunch of people listening and, um, that's it for the day. All right. Thank you for listening to the real Angelo show. I am Angelo. Have a good night.